Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. As always, I'm Tyler, and full transparency, folks, I'm recording this through my cell phone in a hotel room in Texas, so I hope the quality isn't that crazily different, uh, but it is going to be a little uh, less effective than it usually would be. Now, it's just for the intro, it's not for the actual episode, and I will keep this very short and hopefully very sweet. I had just a wonderful chat with a friend of a friend of the show by way of Miss Ruby Modine, and I sat down with this actress, this real estate agent, full-time student, and above all, mother by the name of Miss Sutiero Vaughn. Now, she is incredibly wonderful. It's, it's no mystery why she came so highly recommended uh, from Miss Modine herself, but this was one of the most just charming and authentic conversations I think we've had on the show. We talked about, you know, her upbringing, being raised by a single parent, navigating, you know, her love for acting and performance, but also trying to weigh in the reality of it, you know, finding jobs and in her you know, early 20s, going off on those adventures where we're trying to find ourselves and travel and, you know, still trying to keep your dream alive. But then we talked about one of the biggest pivots, and that's becoming a parent while still pursuing your career in the entertainment industry. And I think that was just an amazing element of the conversation itself. We also talked about her being a, a full, let's just, let's think about this. She is a full-time student right now too. She's getting her degree all while being a mother and an actress and a full-time real estate agent. She has the energy of a, a trillion cups of coffee. I don't know how she does it, but I was hooked the entire time. So without further ado, let's sit down and let's have a chat with the absolutely wonderful Sutiera Vaughn. Hi guys, my name is Sutiera Vaughn. I am an actress. I am also a mother. I am a real estate agent and I am a full-time student getting my degree in theater arts. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always have to start with this. Have you always had a passion for the performing arts? Did that come later? Like, how did that happen? For you? I have always, always had a passion. My mom will show me these little pictures of me when I was four and five. Like I was doing little tap dance recitals and I was always like playing piano or um, just like performing in school plays and just kind of being me, which is a little kooky and just uh, there, you know? So I guess so. <laughs> so how, how did real estate come into that? Is I, I feel like there's a performative aspect to that, but it's also, from what my friends have told me, it, it could be very tedious at times. Yes. Well, real estate came in because I bought my first condo and then I kind of fell in love with, you know, real estate. And so after I had my child um, in 2017, I decided to get my real estate license. And from then on, I was like, I'm going to do real estate and I'm still going to sit around and wait for auditions. And obviously acting is number one, but you always want to have something else. Yeah. That's yeah. And you know what I do want to, I always do this. We start the conversation, then I have to go back because I have to hear about, you know, you growing up. Being being very performative, you know, yeah. like, like most of us, probably kind of a ham with a lot of Total things. Ham. <laughs> weird for me. <laughs> so, what, did you get into to theater in in like elementary school? Was it something that you yeah. know you were just kind of admiring? Yeah, yeah. I want to get into that. I was in um, like school plays. I went to a Catholic school, and we would do like Shakespeare. I played like a um, a man in the Twelfth Night. I was in Annie. Um, yeah, just school plays. And I was just always like, let's do it. Let's, let's just jump out there and have fun. Cause it was always fun for me. Yeah. You never yeah. had stage fright or anything? Um, maybe as I got older, but no, not really. <laughs> I just don't get it. You know, what's funny. I get stage, like, I notice when I'm in big crowds, hmm. if I tune into the crowd, I will get nervous, but I, as, um, I noticed I did this as I got self-aware, I kind of tune everybody out and I'm like present in my own space. And then um, just a few years ago, I was in a big crowd and I was like, 
I got anxiety for a second. And I, I realized that I do that. I literally tune people out. And so that's kind of like, I think where there is no stage fright because I have this little thing that I did that I didn't think about anybody else. Oh, so wow. I guess that's, yeah, that's what it was. That's what happened. Yeah. You make your own sort of bubble, but you said as you got older, it started to, you started to feel, you know, some nerves ticking here and there. Yeah. Did you ever have uh, not like a panic attack, but you know, you kind of black out on your lines. Has that ever happened to you as Never. you got older? Never. Oh, oh that's Never. awesome. Because I think I do that tunnel vision where I'm like, I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing. And if I do, like I've done it in an audition where I was like, oh, not in the moment. And then I'll be like, okay, we got to stop. I'll just, I'll literally just like, I'm done. I'm stopping and I'll start over because I can feel it in my body that I'm not, you know, where I'm supposed to be. So I'll kind of like check it. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, no, I, I love that. Cause that's something I didn't really pick up on. I didn't do this till later in, in my maybe early twenties and yeah. having to develop that, that cone of protection in a way where you just kind of tunneling in that's that, that yeah. doesn't come easily. So that's no. fantastic. You had it from a young age too. If you're in your head, that's like the worst thing. I yeah. think in, even not being an actor, being a person, like people get in their heads and then they're like, it's like stage fright in <laughs> life. <laughs> that was me trying to ask anybody to prom in high school. Oh, no. <laughs> just, okay, I'm going to walk over here no. and we're going to adjust. Uh, but oh, dude, I was at the gym and then somebody came up to me to hit on me at the gym. And I think he had one of those like stage fright moments because it was so funny like it wasn't I didn't laugh at him of course I was so sweet about it oh good <laughs> one of those things I could tell he was like you it was like he was asking me to prom it was really cute and I was graciously was just really oh I'm you know I it turned him down really really nicely yeah but I thanked him for his courage to do that because he looked like it was like hard yeah especially a gym I feel like <laughs> if anything is as close to high school as it can get it's the gym yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Well, at least you were very polite about it. And it oh, sounds like he was I, sweet about it. <laughs> he was because I think I handled it really well. Like it could have been a like a little B I T C H or you know, weird about it. But I've learned like, man, you know, it takes a lot of courage to to go up to somebody, you know, it's it's courage. That's yeah, you know, don't be scared, it's cool. Yeah, you just gotta launch right in. <laughs> Like, oh, poor baby, he's probably 20. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's cute. I think in a post COVID world, too, it's a lot harder right yeah. after lockdown for us to re socialize again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was funny, it was cool. <laughs> well, what I mean, what was if there was a moment, what was the moment you can like look back on where you decided you wanted to pursue this as a as a career? Was it when you were still in school? Was it a little bit later? I mean, when did you decide that for yourself? Man, I knew I, I had like teachers in high school telling me like, you should be like a model or you should go into acting. And I was like, will you pay for my headshots? I literally remember saying that to somebody as a joke. And then um, I met, I was, I did some college classes when I was 17 and I met a speech teacher who was an actor as well. And that's kind of how I started picking his brain on, um, you know, the acting world. And then I, I actually started in um, being like an assistant, like uh, an assistant to a show that he was doing. And then from there, I became, um, you know, he kind of like taught me the ropes on what I need to do, like go into this class, start doing this. And, and then through classes, I started learning more. So it's kind of started at like 17. Yeah. 17. Okay. I knew was the industry I wanted to be in. Yeah. So, and you had a, a different perspective going into it too. It wasn't just the sole acting portion. You were able to see all different facets of different departments. Yeah, I wanted to know what I was getting into. I also, at that time, I, I even worked at a talent agency for a little while. I, I wanted to like understand the whole industry. Like what was I getting myself into? And so, yeah, I kind of knew, um, early on and like I know I don't want to give my age out because you guys haven't found it yet online <laughs> so I'm never not gonna do that but it's been a long time you know what yeah. I mean yeah I, like five I, years oh for sure like maybe yeah. like four, four or five years for yeah sure. I figured I figured and even then yeah. you're you're trying to stretch it a little bit it's probably like four oh, yeah, yeah that's fine that's fine yeah. we won't tell 20, anybody that 21 
21 guys. <laughs> 21. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, you and I will both have that, you know, that Asian sort of skin glow where we don't age until 60 and then it's a dip. <laughs> Jealous. They're like, it's that Asian in me. I'm like, it is. We got that. Well, we are afraid of the sun, most of us. My mom is for sure. Does she wear the big round hat? Oh, yeah. The hat, the gloves. I'm like, Mom, why are you wearing gloves in the car? She's like, the sun. <laughs> you do you, Mom. You do you. Oh, you know, speaking of that, how did your parents feel about you pursuing this? Was there a lot of support? Was there some trepidation? Uh, <laughs> so I grew up my, uh, with a single mother. So um, I wouldn't say support. I mean, I think as time went on, she accepted it. I think she wanted me to be like a nurse or a doctor or something easy. And I was like, nope, I'm an artist. I'm doing it. This is it. And, um, you know, as time went on, I think she's more supportive once she started seeing that I'm doing other stuff and not just that. But no, with the Asian, with Asian families, they want you to be more stable like going into the arts is not what you know they're not super supportive growing up about that but I was determined and um I think once I got on a network show like years later I think that's when she's like okay my daughter could maybe do this and um yeah even to now she's very supportive she's really really? now yeah well in real estate what's funny is um uh I literally bought the house next door to where I grew up. So her house is right here and I live here. And then she's literally watching my son as I'm doing this. That's (laughs) awesome. That's the perfect combo. Super awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I think she's supportive now. I think for listeners, um, even if people are not supportive, do what you want to do. And eventually it'll work itself out. I'm a firm believer in that because for me, that's my story. You know, so there it is. And you had the the confidence for it as well. You know, if if you didn't have the confidence and that that support isn't there, I could see just how much harder that would be to keep. There were dips and huddles. Like I stopped for a little bit, and there were times where, um, you know, I I wasn't as proactive, and I went one way, and and it always came back to me. It really did. Really, what can can we talk about that first dip? If if you're okay with that, I mean, what what was happening around then? Yeah, I think I was um, 18, 17, 18, 19, and I was first getting into it, doing extra work and um, getting my SAG cards because back then we had to do the SAG cards. And um, I got them on the Fast and the Furious. Um, yeah, 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 pretty what? cool. What? Which uh, which scene? Um, the Tokyo Drift. I was like a stand-in for the one girl. And then I worked, they booked me on that for a couple, a couple episodes. I mean, a couple episodes, a couple days. So I got it on that. And then um, what was the question again? For it? Now I'm lost. Oh, uh, um, just uh, that that first dip where you, you know, you kind of went away from it for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I think two years after that, I was like, man, I'm doing this. And it's like, I'm doing this. I'm getting a little success. But I kind of went off and um, kind of was a little wild, you know, kind of did a little partying, did a little bit of, you know, got the got some fun out of my system and I and I got back into it maybe I took like four years away to kind of be wild I think I was just being not focused and so I always knew that I would come back I just I think I needed that time to kind of figure out who I was Mm -hmm. you know because they were marketing me very young and um I don't know if they if I didn't know who I was so it was hard to kind of market who you are when you don't know who you are yeah you yeah. went on like a spiritual rum spring i mean i'm sure it, it sounds like it was a lot of fun but i'm sure afterwards you're like, i'm glad i did it however it's time to refocus <laughs> yeah for sure for sure <laughs> so i know right? <laughs> sorry i have I have a couple of people close to me who did the, that exact same thing and they will you know stories abound but yeah, I'm glad I did it. Never going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, but I think everybody in life needs to kind of find themselves at some point. Some people do it younger. Some people do it older. I, I mean, I meet friends that have had their kids younger and then later their kids get older and they're like wild right now. And it's pretty fun. Like, it's fine. It's cool. 
everyone can have a great time. But yeah, I think everyone kind of goes through that time period where yeah. just gotta be you know, <laughs> mistakes. Yeah, you know? make mistakes, live life, right? Like, yeah, they make experience. you who you are. Yeah, and I'm sure it made you a better performer as well to have those experiences. And there it is, you, you know, know, those party scenes that I get now, <laughs> I know how to do them. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you were gone for four years and then you, you went back into it. Was it, yeah, I don't know, how did that feel rejoining the? Are we getting super deep in this podcast? I feel like I'm just talking to a friend, but I'm literally feel like, oh my God, am I going to spill all my tea? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, Ruby felt the same way. Okay, so yeah. I will, <laughs> Ruby, I know you're listening to this. So I'm going to call you out. We, Hi, Ruby. I love you. <laughs> my sister. She's definitely like my sister. I love her. I'll tell she, you about how we met later when it's time. She loves you so I love much. Her. <laughs> we're literally like kindred spirits and when we first met it was like instant like friendship and that was what how many years ago was that like um seven eight years ago yeah something like that yeah wow we met oh on shame that's what we'll it was take, we'll take you down the questions we'll, we'll yeah. go back yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so where were we at <laughs> We're used to going off the rails of the show. Yeah. It's it is all part of the fun. No, uh, just talking about taking that break. You know, you're partying. You, then you you had that life experience, and then yeah. I, I wanted to, to touch on the the pivot back into to acting and what that was like for you. What your brain was kind of going through. So that pivot happened because um, during that time, I had to have been like two thousand and. I want to say 11 or 12, something like that. And um, I, I, I think I met a friend and, and he was like, you're something about like voiceover. And I, and, and, and then somehow he's like, go into voiceover class. And then I'm going to introduce you to um, my, my voiceover agent. And I was like, okay. So I literally went to Kelmanson and Kelmanson, which is um, a really good voiceover studio and then there I kind of got my dip back like I got my feet back wet in acting classes and in that acting class I met a friend who was an actor and he became actually like a producer actor and he became like my boss and I worked for him for five years and we kind of grew our acting careers together and um yeah that's kind of happened for like five years and um, in that, we did school together. We we just submerged in acting things. And it was kind of like fate. And even in that, I'll, I'll get a little bit deeper. Like, I was in an acting class and I couldn't cry. Like, I just, we were like doing these scenes and I just, I couldn't like cry. And I went to my acting teacher and I was like, why can't I do this? Like I am saying these sad words and nothing's happening. And he was like, Sutira, 70% can be done in here. And no, no, 30% can be done in acting class. And he goes, 70% is done outside. And I was like, what does that even mean? He goes, and he gave me the number to his therapist. And I went to therapy and I went to therapy for the first time. And I, he was like a, uh, he had some famous uh, clients, which I won't disclose, but I went to him just thinking that he was going to help me cry on camera. I ended up seeing him for five years straight, five years, every, every, um, every week. And I even, my, my, my boss at the time also went to him and I literally, I thank him. Um, I can shout him out if I want to, but like he, he literally was like, you know, growing up as a single with the single mom, like he was literally the dad that I didn't get all those, those childhood trauma things, all that stuff that a dad teaches. I feel like I got from him. And with that, I was able to kind of heal as like a person and it made me a better actor. And, um, my thing's going to die. So let's plug this in. So yeah, <laughs> that was like a big thing in, um, in my in my growth as a person like that and as an actor too because after that like I started booking like good roles I started 
I started being a better actor because I was able to be a better person, I think, be a more authentic human. And I think that that is, goes hand in hand with being an actor. Yeah. yeah. That, it's really <laughs> awesome that you said that because yeah. the coach I have now has brought that up multiple yeah. times this year. Mm-hmm. And it, it is so crucial to, I feel like all of us have kind of like an, an acting facade at first where we're going, oh, I'm performing. This is, mm-hmm. it's, it, the, there's no connection really. But the second you break that barrier, it's, mm-hmm. everything comes flooding out. I, and I know this may be too much to ask, but yeah. you find yourself just like crying at random things suddenly as you're breaking that apart. I did. There was like, I remember the first time I wasn't able to cry like in life because something before I went to therapy, there was something that was like, it's something taught me like it was not okay to cry. Like I have to be strong. I have to be tough. I can't show crying and being Asian American, like we don't cry. Like that's not what we do. And I, you know, as an actor, I feel like it's helped me to, um, kind of be a better human, be like, like the type of person that I want my son to see, like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to have feelings. It's okay to don't shut them down. Like you need to be able to feel them and then process it and then let it go. And so, yeah, that's kind of, um, I'm all about that now. So I feel like it broke like generational curses in a way. (laughs) Seriously. That's so right. Seriously, yeah. Like for real, <laughs> it, the chain is like ripped off of you, and you go, "Oh my god, I'm, I'm yeah, just, I can feel things. This is crazy." So there, were, there were times where I would, um, back to the question was, there were times where I would cry. Like you know, you bring up something, and and what my therapist at that time taught me was like, if you're if you're able, once you're able to talk about stuff that's happened to you, that means you've healed it. Like whenever you're when you feel like it's a, a trigger then it's something you probably should talk about and and process through it. So you're not walking around like a ticking time bomb, ready to fucking cry and hit people. Can I cuss on this show? Absolutely. (laughs) Holding it in, but maybe maybe I won't. (laughs) What do we learn in therapy? Don't hold it in. (laughs) Don't hold it in, but you got to be appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're far from appropriate on this show. (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, good to know. Love that. Oh, it does say pretend world's real people. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. We just, this show is all about unsheathing. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I love that you brought that up. And I think it's, it's crucial for so many people, even, I mean, especially outside of acting, but like you said, going to therapy and going through those processes. So you aren't literally a ticking time bomb when we have, you know, these incidents and people are, you know, reacting in really crazy ways. Yeah. Uh, that yeah that's so important and I, I do love that you know you you went through that you were going for five years and it seemed like based on the timeline you suggested you may have started shameless right at the tail end of that yeah I think so I think I I think I'm, I you know what I booked um a show for okay my goal was like to book network television like that was like you know you do these small projects and you do like the 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 short films and the you know the little tiny roles on things but like when it when I feel like when you hit like a network thing where somebody couldn't like put watch you on tv on Netflix or something I think that's what my goal was so one year I was like I'm gonna book network television this year it's gonna happen and I think that was in 2016 so it was actually Animal Kingdom that got me the the network thing. I was in a I had I got um I booked a role on Animal Kingdom on TNT. Mm-hmm. And that was the um it'll go into I'll show you why it goes hand in hand with Shameless. So I booked that and then I remember actually let, let me tell you a little story about this. <laughs> story. Dumb, dumb, dumb. I, I went into that audition and then um he it, it was a you know, TNT, it's not like nudity or anything, but that scene that I had auditioned for, um, you have to, I had to, you know, be comfortable making out with two guys. I was like a pool party attendee and I, it was kind of like a risque role. And in the line, it said, if you're not comfortable working nude, then don't like audition. And then I remember after I left, I did a great audition. It was a great one. I knew I nailed it. And then 
they asked me after, are you okay working like this? And I was like, yeah, go for it. And then I went like, and I walked out and then I told my therapist at the time that I did that. And he kind of reprimanded me. Like he kind of was like, like kind of like, you know, was like, why did you do that? And I was like, it was just in the moment. I remember. And then the next day I get a call that I booked it. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, there is, so that happened. And then from that, then that, they, those were the same um, show creators of Shameless. So I worked on that show, um, Animal Kingdom, and then they called me in for another bigger role on Shameless. And then I came in and auditioned against them. I think it was like four girls. And then I booked that one. And then that was where, that was the big one for me. And um, then that's when I met Ruby. Holy cow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, what was going through your head booking two of those projects within a span of, I, I assume it's like probably four months, right? Yeah, so fast. Yeah, I know. And it was like the first time I was on network television, I had to like do makeout scenes with two guys. Like one day after another, I almost, I almost passed out. I was like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? What are they? And I was so terrified, but I just did it. I was just like, okay, let's just do this. Um, I remember asking my my boyfriend at the time, um, who's my son's father. I was like, if you don't want me to take the role because you're uncomfortable, tell me. <laughs> he was like, no. Take the role. I was like, are you sure? I was fucking terrified. And then I was just like, you know what, go for it. And the the everybody on that set was so great. They made me feel so comfortable. It was great. Oh, good. And then and then afterwards was shameless. And then God, I just me and Ruby just really became thick as thieves in in that show. Like it was it was fun. Yeah. How how did that friendship, this golden friendship, come to fruition? Okay, she didn't tell you. Okay, I'll tell no, you. she she would bring you up, and then you know, like you you kind of zigzag through, and then just, oh, yeah. yeah, just just bring her on the show. But I want to know how did this? What what? Okay, so now I'm getting answers. Yeah, she's so <laughs> okay. So my scene was with um Carl. Everyone um, loved him. Um, but I was one of the waitresses, so I'm all dressed. It my my role was literally said scantily clad waitress. Like that was my description. So I got to kind of create whatever I wanted. So I went off on my little, they, they drove you to set. Then I did my scene. When I came back, they picked up Ruby and I was like, and she's like, hi, like, hi, are you like, who are you playing? And she's like, I'm Sierra. There was three waitresses hired. And then she played like lips, love interest. But there was three of us that came in new on the show. And then we just were like, she's like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. We just just instantly like connected and then from then on we did the season together and um we just were always together and it was like we were in high school (laughs) (laughs) it was fun it was a good time so we had some scenes together we just spent the time just you know um having fun I mean it was very surreal because both of us were fans of the show and then we got on the show so it, it was pretty it was like wow we are on shameless this is crazy oh that's so yeah. cool <laughs> uh-huh. and you were you were recurring for that I recurred for that I did six episodes um and then um I got pregnant in real life and so the next season they called me to come back and I was already pregnant so that couldn't happen I was almost oh. getting I know it, you know what it kind of God, my earring, what happened? Okay. <laughs> kind of like, bro, it, it was, a, it was, it was sad, but then it was like, you know what? It, everything happens for a reason. And I have my beautiful son and I love him so much, but um, you know, it, it was a little bittersweet because you work for years and then you, you're there and then you're like, boom, here's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> But I, um, I remember Ruby was like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm having the baby. And she goes, but you're on shameless. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm having a baby. I don't know what to tell you. I know. It's, I, this is my choice. So, yeah. 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 And you know what? That I feel like that opened up, like you said, just more doors for you know your life to be truly fulfilled. 
you know, like, yes. yeah, you didn't go back to shameless, but you have your, you have your boy now. And I, I do want to ask, cause we've had a few people who have come on on the show. They, you know, started their careers, then they had their kiddos and wow. it's like the, the floodgates opened for them in their life. Like so many things were happening. So as a, you know, a, a young mother and, you know, also a performer, how were you navigating, you know, motherhood and, you know, still being creative, even if you weren't auditioning, you know, what, what, what was that like for you? Gosh, I, you know what, it was not all rainbows and flowers. It was, it was like, I literally was mom for two years, like, and I had got gained weight, you know, so I wasn't the same Sutira that I was before. I, I literally went into mom mode. And I'm, and then I got my real estate license. So to do some more, and then I started going to school. So I was like, you know what? I'm here. I'm doing this. I kind of put acting on hold, which was like, you know, it was what it was. I put it on hold, but then I did get offered a few movies just from people that had already known my work. So I, I did do like a couple movies because of offers. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's kind of been tough getting back in. It's been like, um, <clears throat> I mean, I've done some stuff, but it, it's not been hot like it was before. So I floodgates, I'm waiting for a floodgate, but I did book a movie recently. I'm filming next month. So that's an opening. Um, I, I want a floodgate though. I'm, <laughs> but I'm finally, I think, ready. You know, my son is, um, he's going to be six. So I feel like I, I had that time with him while he was really little like and I don't know about TMI but I literally breastfed him forever I stayed home with him by myself for like I stayed home with him for two years and then I did kind of other things I got the real estate license I bought some houses I sold some houses I I started school I'm almost done with my bachelor's in theater so that stuff is happening for me and um but I am in this zone where like, I want to work. I want to book a television show that like is consistent. I am, I'm at that place. I think where that's what I want for my future. And it kind of opened up, you know, you called me for this. And then after that, I got a call that, like, Oh, we got an offer for a movie. It's you play um, uh, somebody's uh, the star's best friend's wife. So, I mean, it's, it's a couple scenes, but two good speaking scenes. And um, you know, it's, it's it's opening, but I want it to really open. <laughs> Putting it out there. <laughs> like I really, I really want like, my dream is to like be a series regular on a show that's gonna like run for a while. You know, that's and I want Ruby to be on the show too. <laughs> I always say that too. I'm always like, one of these days we're gonna book like something together again. And I was like, I know one of these days it's gonna happen. Oh, absolutely. Just, just yeah. manifest it, journal it, do whatever you can, well, put it out there. I'm it to you right now too. I'm telling <laughs> you like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I want that. And that's, um, that's where I'm at. You know, I feel like my life is pretty, this is all that I'm doing. Like that's yeah. all, that's it. Well, with the very limited free time, you know, you have with everything you're doing, what else keeps you satiated you know to not necessarily ask be creative but you know you're hanging out with your kiddo maybe yeah. you like going you know hiking or going for a while what 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 keeps you naturally happy in your life outside of your art right now I'm like hitting the gym almost every day like the gym is like keeping me sane at the moment um other things that make me happy that I forgot about was I want to like at least once or twice or three times a year, like, I want to go out dancing, like, I want to go to a club and like dance. And I want to also go to concerts. And I have been doing these things. These are things that I believe, like, fill, fulfill my soul. And I want to make sure to do them, like, and, and see live music, not all the time, because you don't want to get like, too wild all the time. But it, <laughs> these things can't like not happen. They have to happen once in a while. I think they they, they do something for you, for me as a person. Um, what else keeps me fulfilled? Man, just like having good, good friends and good quality friends. It's not really about the amount, but the quality of them. I think that's important to me. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. yeah, probably those that you don't have to see or talk to absolutely every day. But when you do, yeah. it's you're just you're there with them. Yeah. Yeah. And always I, I love like personal growth is super important for me. Like I am seeing like I stopped there because I outgrew that therapist. So I stopped that therapist for years. And then I started seeing another one this year I started. And um, she's another one. So now we're working through some other stuff that I didn't even get to touch on before. And so that's, that's helpful for me right now too. I think that's important to always continue to like be better than you were yesterday. Cause we can always work on something, you know, not See, perfect. Never going to be perfect. No, no. But that's why the floodgates are coming for you because you are working on yourself. You're not twiddling your thumbs and waiting to see if the strike is going to happen. You know, you're, you have other things keeping you going. You're working on yourself and all of that will come to you. It's yeah. Just... Thank you. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling that I'm, I have to like, just trust the universe that what is will be and, and, you know, and, and enjoy life. Like, and, you know, I think a lot of actors, I don't know, like the exact audience you have here, but I feel like a lot of us actors, we, we kind of sit and we wait and then we, we judge our, our, um, who we are and how successful we are and how successful our career is in the moment. And it really is not like, it can't be everything. Like you, you gotta be other. It's what you do, not who you are. And I think it's so important to like have other things that you're doing because you can't just like, I've seen so many of my actor friends that we get so depressed if we're not like, I'm not booking anything or I'm dead, you know, and it's like, you're still alive and you're okay. And I'm, <laughs> I'm also like that. I'm like, nobody's auditioning me. Why are they calling me in? I like, I complain, you know, and you just have to kind of be like, you know what? It is what it is right now. And even if it's been a year or two or whatever, like I'm not stopping. So when it's time, it's time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That also shows a heck of a lot of growth too. Uh, uh, what was it? A couple, couple years ago, pinned for series regular going up like super excited about it yeah. first like the the bigger th the, the thing that you and i actually share that goal of series regular continuous show you know please something fun like that yeah at least from the pin and i was moping around for weeks yeah. same so thing happened a month ago and i just went all right like <laughs> when it's yours it'll be yours exactly you know? it's all part of it right it's just mm -hmm. keeping your life uh you know sort of kinetic and conductive outside of it. That's, that's the best part. And with everything that you've done, mm -hmm. I am curious to see what you have for this. I, I want to see what kind of advice you have for those who are either starting out or, you know, they're, they took a break. They're trying to get back into it, especially post COVID, you know, what do you have or what have you held on to personally that you could pass on to our listeners? So advice, oh man, big one is like, not giving up and like remembering why we do this. And even if, you know, you're creating um, something or you, you even have actor friends that you're picking up scripts and reading, like you have to remember, like we do this cause it's fun. And I always want to say like when I'm reading something and I'm dropped in and everything, there's like this high that I get when like you're in it, it's, it's the work is fun. When you, when you take like the pressure of like, Hey, why am I not booking? Why am I not this? Like we forget that we got into this because like we enjoy what we do, you know? And, and just because you may not be booking or like auditioning or this or that, like, don't forget that this is where we do this because we love it and it's fun. And, and tomorrow, you know, you got pinned this and that, like just the fact that you got the opportunity to get there like that's a big deal. Like, and yours and my time will come where we get what we want. And, and I'm a firm believer on like the universe giving you what, what it gives you in your time. Do you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. You don't really know, like, what if it gave you something you wanted and you weren't ready for it? And then there was something else going to happen. And, and, and you don't even know what that was. Like it could have messed up something else. So I feel like just having faith that 
life and work and, and what you decide to do as your career is just going to happen for you when it does. And the perfect thing will come when it's supposed to come. And it's disappointing. I totally get you. Like, that's like heartbreaking, you know? It is. Like, I totally get it. And, um, you know, I can't seem to book a commercial to like save my life. I've been pinned so many times. I don't know why. Nobody, like, I'm so close. I'm like, it's a fucking commercial. Like, you, I mean, I'm so close. And I'm just like, I'm like, I, it's not that I give up. I'm just like, okay, this is a commercial audition. Let's see how it goes. I just I don't know why they don't want it for commercials, but but yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you you hit really close to home with that one because we were just talking about that a group of us here in Denver. <laughs> yeah, uh, person's casting a commercial again. We'll go out for it, but how many times have you been? Yeah, I've been pinned about 20 times with them. And nothing? Yeah, nothing. I don't know. <laughs> it's so annoying. You just got to be like, you know, but just the fact that you're even being considered, it's it's really a numbers game, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's honestly, it, it just comes with how long you've been in this this crazy industry, especially mm-hmm. you starting out, you know, when you did, you yeah. were able to learn all of that right off the bat. And yeah. now it's just... It's just our daily lives. <laughs> and not me up. Like, yeah. I will call Ruby and I'll be like, Ruby, my agents are going, like, what? I'm like complaining. And she's like, Suja, we do pep talks all the time. It's just like a daily, not a daily, but you know, it's, it's, it's a hard industry. I would tell anybody getting into it, like, don't expect to like come in here and be driving a Mercedes all day long or like that. I love that. I want that for everybody, but it's not the reality. This is one of the hardest industries to be in lots of rejection, lots of um, phoniness and lots of, you know, um, just, I love when I meet authentic people that are just real people because it is filled with a lot of like foo-foo or is that a good word? Foo-foo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's the perfect word. Foo-foo. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It just I always when I meet people that are like, huh, questionable. I'm just like, okay, this is it's okay, it's fine. But then there are some really great people, and I I've made really great connections with some really great friends that I can consider my friends. And um, you know, like we just just remember like you're doing this because you love it and it's not always going to be what you think it's going to be, but you know, it's a job like anything else, you know, we're all like trying to book a job. This is like a constant interview for a job with like some fun stuff that gets attached to it. You know, I want to say this too. It's so funny. Hmm. It's like when I started booking like bigger things, I noticed people around me were like different. How, how like, so? Like, like the foo-foo comes out or? No, they just like, it's not that, you know how people always are like, oh, like you change. Like, I, I know I'm not like a big celebrity or whatever, but like in my world, you know, when you're on TV, people are kind of like, oh, you know, they, you know, they get a little weird. Um, I noticed some people that were just different. They always kind of like, they, I got a lot of like, questions or like they think I can do something for them or like I don't know it's a lot of you know it's very strange oh no I I totally get where they it's um like even people on on a set may have like looked you up and or maybe they've seen shameless and like that kind of thing or I don't even on the set I'm talking in your real life people in your in your world that are not in the industry or like people even people you randomly meet on the industry, they like will ask you to help them with something when it's like, you don't even say hi before, but now all of a sudden you want me to introduce you to my agent. Like, I don't <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Can you give me a referral email? Like, What's your name? <laughs> why? I, that's like, I kind of, I, I don't really do that. Like, I hate that. I think it's kind of like obnoxious, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, not, I, I don't know. That's what I did notice though. After I, I booked some stuff, like, like people were like coming up and like, like some people it was really sweet and gracious and nice, but then there were others that were just like, like, what can you do? Can you help me? Like, how do you, you know, it's really, it was weird. Was oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's odd. I can only imagine how frustrating that is too. 
Uh, yeah. I, I know we're we're running way past, so I'm gonna no, just do fine. the last yeah. two things. Are you sure? Yeah, my son came and said hi to me right now. Okay. <laughs> like, I'll let you go. It's another yeah, real estate emergency. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> okay. Well, I do uh, uh, God. Sench told me that you lived a very exhilarating party lifestyle for four years. I can only imagine how many stories you have. You don't have to use anything from that, but I do want to see if you have a uh, a party story you could share with our listeners. So something that's happened. Party story? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be something that occurred at a party, but if you were to have a story that stands out like so immensely in your life, it's just it's always there in your brain that you could easily tell friends at a party? Is there one that comes to mind? Like it could I, be- what kind of par- I, I, I have, what do you, what kind of party story are we looking for? Like, like a funny party story, like an interesting one. We, yeah. It could be- somebody like, what do you want me to do? It, it could be any, I, so I always give, uh, give my example, which is the first time I, I went to Sundance for a movie uh, premiere and went to my first after party never really been to LA before that never really been to Sundance before that and I was out of my element to the point where you know I was meeting different people Matt Bomer talked to me it was like I was so overwhelmed I went into the bathroom wondering what the heck like what is this is this my life this is crazy and two guys like speed walk in lock themselves into the stall and I just I didn't really notice it until I started hearing like the chopping of like a razor blade on metal and then two quick sniffs. And I went, Oh, oh, this is the industry. Oh, oh, that's what you're doing. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah, like a PG one. Okay. Uh, this is this is the first one that comes to my mind. Um, I was probably 18, 19, and I was working on Entourage at the time. I did a few, like a little few, a few little like featured things on Entourage. And we went to a club with like um, the producers and like some friends. And um, I took one of my girlfriends and then like Mark Wahlberg comes and he's like in his hat and I'm sitting at the table with Mark and we're with Mark Wahlberg and everybody. And then my friend, she gets on the table and starts dancing. What? They, they were happy about it because I remember them like, oh, nobody, nobody gets on tables and dances anymore. And um, I won't name her, but yeah, she. I remember she got on the table and started dancing, and they were like, Whoa! it was like, it was like a good time. But yeah, that was fun. That was that was a good party story. That that's a fantastic um, party story. Yeah, wait, I, I, I'm sure I have more. <laughs> I'm sure that's just. That's good pg one that yeah that no that's that's fantastic i mean you're gonna have to come back on the show anyway oh, especially, yeah. especially once the floodgates open and then i'm gonna ask you to introduce me to your agent and you yeah know. oh you, you know what <laughs> me and you were close i would give that to you although at this moment like i might be needing you to help me <laughs> no hey with everything everywhere sweeping the oscars and yeah. you know self-tape still being a big thing i think for Asian Americans, we're, we're, we're on our is way. Our time? I think it mm-hmm. should be our, my mom. Oh, my mom did something so funny and annoying. So <laughs> when the, uh, we were watching, um, keep in mind, I had just had my son and we were watching uh, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. This is my mom. She goes, oh, Jam, that could have been you. And then she <laughs> laughed. <laughs> She's so mean. Like, what is that? Only, only oh, an Asian parent. And we're, me and my sister are like laughing, but I'm like secretly like heartbroken. Like, <laughs> and I'm really hoping that like, oh my God, I'm really <laughs> loving Ali Wong stuff right now. Yeah. She's freaking killing me with beef and like, oh my God, I want to work with her so bad. Like I've, oh, like I, I'm so excited for Asian Americans and I really want to be a part of this. Like I'm hoping I know that like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a character. Like, I don't think anybody can really emulate me. I don't really think that there's another Sutira out there. <laughs> I'm really hoping that like somebody sees and it's just like, she's the character we want. Let her just be herself. Let her be her. Because I think that I would just love to play me. <laughs> Oh, it's it's coming. I'm putting it out there. Let's yeah, let's manifest that. Let's push it out. If I get there, I'm gonna take you with me, just so you know. We're going somewhere <laughs> together. 
<laughs> you need a, a mixed race sidekick? I do. My son's mixed race too. What what ethnicity are you? So I'm Chinese, African, and Swedish with a little bit of Cherokee. Oh, you're you got it all yeah. covered. Yeah. So I look Hispanic most of the time. <laughs> what's your what's your kiddo? Um, he is what he's trying to get a you want to see him? Um yeah, oh yeah, so yeah, bring him in. He is uh I'm Thai, but then I did my DNA and I'm actually Chinese Vietnamese Thai. And so now I'm confused who I am. (laughs) And my son, he is um, like super European. He looks like, I'll show you. He looks like he might be a mess, but let me show you. (laughs) My mom's there too. Hey, Elle, come meet. I want them to meet you. Come here. Okay, but you got to get it together. Come here. You're going to be on TV. (laughs) Come here. here. Put on your shirt right now. Put on your little shirt correctly. Oh, hey, buddy. Just out of bed. Just woke up, right? Oh, look at that hair. I know. Look at hey, bud. A little handsome. Here's oh oh the dog. Oh my oh, God. Oh, 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 here's my dog. Here's my mom. Hi. Hi. And he's like, like the whole family. He's like, like to be talking about you a lot, mom. You look good. You what do you say? What do you say? Oh my God. That was adorable. That's a this podcast first. Hey, yeah. His dad and I met in um, an acting class. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's doing that. Look at do it. Look at his face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, he's the. (laughs) That's a weird way. He's a shameless baby. I literally got pregnant when I was filming the last episode. Really. So you're a shameless baby, you know that? You're a shameless baby in the best way. Yeah, totally. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah. I love you. Can I see you? Yeah, I'm almost done. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, yeah. We have I have two more questions, really yeah. short ones. Oh, oh, my earring is just like flying. Did it fall off. out again? This, well, I'm pushing. I'm messing with this, bro. Oh, you're a mess today. Yeah, Look at you. Interview to watch, isn't it? Oh my god! <laughs> this is the best. I know. I know. Ruby said she's gonna listen to the episode. I'm gonna tell you. You, know, oh, you, you need to watch this one. You need to watch this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, as as we're wrapping up, I do want to ask you uh, if there's anything I can give a shout out to, if I can promote within the oh. episode notes. Yeah, I think we can talk about, um, I am filming a movie called um, The Girl in the Pool, and it's starring Freddie Prince Jr. And do you know, are you old enough to know Freddie Prince? Because I've been asking the kids and they're like, who's that? I, so I've always loved Freddie Prince Jr. He's always the coolest. He has a, a new horror podcast out that's great. Um, but he's talking about getting back into acting after having kiddos, and he well, brought up this movie. He did, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm in the movie, and oh I get to work with her next week. And um, Dakota Gorman, um, she is the director, and I've actually known her so many years. Um, and this was the offer. She were I worked on another movie of hers, and she's actually like a friend, and I just love her so much. I love all these female directors that are coming, and they're just taken over and it makes me so happy and and I'm I just wanted to give a shout out to her that she you know thought of me and you know wanted me to work on her film like I think that's so cool I'm excited to do it yeah see yeah. that networking man like embrace your relationships that's the coolest I, thing I don't even I mean I, I it must have been 10 years like I've known her 10 years so it's back then she was she was writing back then and then oh um I she was doing something with the producer I was working with at that time and it just the relation and I know her mom and um the relationship just continued so it's you know I mean even when you don't talk to them for a while they she literally thought of me and was like Sutira and it was it's a good role for me yeah 
Oh, that's a, I, okay. I know it's going to be like a year till I can see it, but I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, we're filming it. Um, I my first thing, I think they're filming even today right now. Let me look. They're probably. Oh, like, shoot. Oh, no. Am I allowed to talk about that? So he already talked to you about this? Uh, oh, no, no. I uh, he talked about it on uh, on his podcast. He brought it up. I didn't even know he had a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think we're shooting right now. Probably. Are we on the 22nd? Oh, they've been shooting. Is it the 20? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah I, I start on the third. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it does. It does hurt knowing that there's kids out there who don't know who Freddie Prince Jr. is. That's. Um, I can't even believe I'm like you never seen. Uh, well, I think they know the Scooby Doo. See, okay, yeah, yeah, that should be a pretty easy one. Like, his wife is Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> Vampire Slayer! <laughs> like, who's Buffy? What, yeah, they're like, that? who's that? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> is she on Euphoria? Yeah. Oh, Euphoria's great, right? But yeah, it's, it's it, now I'm playing like old, like I'm playing adult, and I'm just like, what? How does this happen? <laughs> so, it's yeah, all part so, of the craft. <laughs> Buffy is a cool mom. I'm cool mom. Let's do this. Uh, yeah. No, I, I can't wait to check that out. No, this, this is... Uh, Honestly, this has been the most fun I've had interviewing in, in quite a while. And I knew the second Ruby said, we, we, I, we should bring her on. Bring her on to the show. Like, okay, I, I got to gear up for this. It's going to go. Okay. I love her. Okay, shout out to Ruby Modine for making it happen. She's like literally like my one of my, she's probably my biggest supporter. I swear. I think she is. She's just, because she's like a sister to me. Like she's like one of my best friends in the world. Like it's just she's always shouting me out she's always like just being a good friend and a, like it's like a little mini manager like yesterday I had a photo shoot because of somebody she introduced me to really? yeah yeah she's like you had to shoot with Sutira I'm like you are you love me oh, you oh fucking God. love me Ruby she's so supportive yeah she just wants oh, to to help everybody and especially yeah. those she loves it's like that's how we met on Shameless it was you know it wasn't like peaches and cream the whole time so you know we were there for each other throughout like everything and and um it was just yeah like just we're just good friends like we've become like sisters it's really yeah. great yeah see that's why we're gonna book a show together yes because the, when we book a show together everyone on that set is gonna it's gonna be like a magical set because of our energy together it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun. One are, of these wait, things, are you doing any of her projects with her? Um, I'm thinking I am. I've heard about yeah. them, and I've heard about her being like, "Uh, duh, Sutera." <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure I, I put a bug in her ear <laughs> for oh, texting I, later. I literally, I I'm pretty sure, but I don't know. Yes. <laughs> ask her you gotta get her back in here oh my god imagine you interviewed us together oh my god i was just thinking that i need to get both of you on at the same time yeah she's actually coming next month oh really (laughs) (laughs) that'll be yeah because she i know she's been traveling a a ton she Uh, has london everywhere but you know yeah. yeah she's 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 i know she's coming for a few days next month Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have to do that. And that's gonna be probably a three hour long episode. <laughs> For sure. We're gonna like forget. Oh my god, you're gonna get so much inappropriate stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna I'll I'll wait. I'll send the raw cut to both of you and then I'll I'll get a bunch of notes from her saying, I need you to cut this and this and this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I don't, I'll be like, just leave whatever you want. That's more my personality. I'm like, why look bad just if it's if it's inappropriate to I, I no, th- this has been. I, I want to make sure I get you off of the, yeah, off the call here after our awkward goodbye. But I want to say this has been so much fun, an absolute Thank blast you talking to you. I feel like I just made another new friend. You so. have made another new friend. Find me, call me anytime. Like I, I had such a great conversation with you. Thank you so much for even giving me the opportunity to speak to your audience. I appreciate it. And as a fellow ethnic, I mean, Asian American woman, like. I, you know, I'm just happy that, you know, to see everyone, you know, working and doing our thing. Yeah. This is our and time. This is it. It this is, is our time. 
you never know what's going to happen in like five years. Somebody could be a huge thing. And then they're going to go back and be like, did you hear what she said on Pretend World Religion? Oh, God. All right. Never mind. Cut out you anything. won't be canceled. <laughs> I'll re-listen to it. I think we're good on everything. There's anything that could be offensive. Yeah. <laughs> later, like, like, a, like if I had a Kevin Hart moment, like if I said something Kevin Hart, then okay, get me because I don't want to. Oh yeah, that. oh yeah, fine tooth comb. <laughs> I think I was pretty PG though. I think yeah, I did. Yeah, I you were perfect. Perfect, right? <laughs> well, yeah, are you ready for this awkward goodbye? Has Ruby yeah, told you about that? No, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm okay. ready for something. Okay, so essentially, I'm just going to give you a silent three, two, one countdown, and when I point, give me your best verbal and visual awkward goodbye, and we'll stop the recording on there. Does that sound oh, okay. good? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, here we go. In. Bye.